Yeah, I had a lot of fun when you pulled this. I I I laughed and then I immediately thought, oh no, I have to talk about this. <laughs> <laughs> I think that it, it's kind of interesting because it's it's the same dynamic because it's Robin, Jen, and Luke talking about it together. So I think that might be good to see what your thought on it is. That's a good point, except I don't like any analogy where I'm the lead. Welcome aboard the Little Red Bandwagon, your twice-weekly podcast about the show Too Beautiful to Live. I'm your host, Meredith All the Way Mayhan, coming to you from Dallas, Texas, and on Mondays we bring you a recap of the previous week's TBTL, but today's a Friday show, which means we're bringing you an interview with a 10 and listening to a clip from the TBTL archives that they've brought. Joining me today to help us get to know our guest in Pawtucket, Rhode Island, it's Bobby Pape. Hey, Bobby. Hey, Meredith. I believe you could say I'm flanking you. (laughs) Um, I'd prefer straddling. (laughs) Don't tell Duff. And our illustrious guest today joining us from Chicago, Illinois, is Bridget Shabus. Welcome to the show, Bridget. Hi, guys. So today we're going to get to know our guest. We're going to listen to and discuss our clip, and we'll let you know how you can get involved with the show. Um, We don't really have anything on our must-discuss list today. Things have been pretty calm, right? Yeah, I think uh, just a disclaimer uh, and that is that, uh, generally speaking, I have no business on this episode <laughs> of Little Red Bandwagon, uh, and that will become increasingly apparent when we go back and listen to the clip, but uh, I'm still looking forward to talking about it. Well, you're here because Mike doesn't allow a three-lady show very often. Well, he's got rules, standards. Uh, for Mike, podcasting is about Adam and Eve, not Adam and Steve. That's right. That's right. <laughs> All right, Bridget. So um, following in Mike's example, I went and Facebook stalked you a little bit. And the first thing that popped out at me is that you're a pastry chef. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> that is awesome. How did you get into that? Um, well, I went to uh, the School of the Art Institute for a couple of years and then figured out I needed a real job pretty soon and uh, decided to drop out of art school, go to pastry school for a year. And then uh, I've been doing that ever since. Awesome. What did you go to art, art school for? Um, painting and film video. Painting and film video. Wow. That's kind of a pivot, although I can see how <laughs> painting would would uh, help you a bit with the pastry stuff. Oh, yeah, definitely. So do you like to bake at home at all? I always wonder that about people who cook for a living. Uh, not so much in the summer because it's, it's, you know, hot at work, it's hot here, and it's kind of unbearable. But yeah. in the winter months, definitely I get into my baking myself breads and things for the week. Yeah, I haven't turned the oven on, I don't think, in like six months, but I'm in Texas, so I probably won't again (laughs) until November. (laughs) Yeah. I have questions about the life of a pastry chef. What kind of environment are you working in? Are you in a restaurant or the hotel business? Or I know there's a wide range of options for something like that. Right now I work at a pie shop in my neighborhood. Um, It's called Spinning J. Uh, So we do all sorts of breakfast pastries, and then we have a full lunch menu, and then also part of it's making pie and uh, ice cream sandwiches and all sorts of other things. I love pie. Mm. (laughs) Me too. 
so much. Yeah. It's really one of my favorite things. I'll pass on dense sweets. Um, cake and stuff isn't really for me, but God, good pie. I've had birthday pie a few times now over a cake. Absolutely. How did you land in a pie shop of all those different options? Um, I worked at a pie shop a couple years ago called here, also here in Chicago called Bang Bang. Um, and that's where I discovered that I like making pie more than I like making anything else. So I've been, I've been constantly looking for a place to make pie whenever I get a new job. <laughs> now, um, I don't know how to make a pie crust. I understand it's pretty easy. Um, but my mom makes an awesome one and my husband also makes one and they have differing methods. Uh, my mom uses Crisco and he uses butter. Mm-hmm. And apparently this is a contentious debate because they fight about it all the time, but they both like each other's pie crusts. So do you prefer butter? Yeah, definitely butter. And actually the best crust I've ever worked with is butter and lard, oh. a combination of those two. I was about to chime in with that because uh, we were just talking about this the other day because conversations about cheese uh, are just pretty consistent in our LRB planning meetings. <laughs> um my grandmother's recipe for apple pie includes cheddar cheese in the pie crust, mm-hmm. and it's a lard crust with shredded cheddar cheese in it. Huh. Um, and uh, it it would be the most American apple pie, except she's Canadian. But, <laughs> but that's the apple pie that I grew up with, and therefore all apple pie now generally disappoints me. Right, I've seen yeah. it with cheese melted on top, too. I've never had it that way, though. Yeah, I feel like that's overwhelmingly American. (laughs) Maybe that's the difference. It's just a subtle cheese in the crust for the Canadian version. That sounds great. (laughs) Um, Okay, Bridget. So the other thing that I noticed right off the bat is, was a picture of Gillian Anderson that you put up. So I'm guessing that you're an X-Files fan. Oh yeah. A really big X-Files fan. So how did you get into that? Oh, sorry. No, go ahead. Also, um, a show she was in recently on, I think it was a Netflix special called The Fall. Oh, I heard about that, but I didn't see it. What was that about? It's really good. She's a she's a detective investigating the serial murderer in uh, in Northern Ireland. Wow. Yeah, it's pretty good. Meredith only brought this up because she wants to brag about her connection to Julian Anderson. <laughs> oh, I was about that? to bring that up. Um, she's from Grand Rapids, which is where I'm from. Uh, well, part she's had a complicated early life, but her family lives there, and we all went to the same high school. Um, our mothers are good friends, and we used to babysit her brother. Um, there are several pictures of me and her brother hanging out as babies, and then her little sister and my little sister are great friends, and um, I have only met her once, unfortunately, at her brother's funeral, uh, that I can remember anyway. She, I think I probably met her when I was little. Um, but yeah, she uh, she and my mom are still in contact. And I, I run into her mom frequently when I am uh, back home. Whoa, that is, that's really cool. That is probably the most impressive thing I've heard <laughs> this year. That's one of the most interesting things. One of the few interesting things about me. <laughs> that's really cool. Yeah. <laughs> I remember sitting, I remember sitting and watching the first episode of the X-Files with my mom and my mom going, oh, poor Jillian. This is another project that isn't going to go anywhere. <laughs> that's so awesome. Because she was a struggling actress for a while, you know. Right. Yeah. Uh, how did you get on the Jillian Anderson train? I'm was it with the X-Files like so many other people? Yeah, it definitely started there. And then, yeah. So did, did you watch the, I'm sure you watched the most recent season of the X-Files. Yeah. What did you think of that? Um, 
I I enjoyed it just because of, you know, getting to see them on screen together again. Mm-hmm. But then also the ending was really frustrating. I'm sure that's how a lot of people feel. Yeah. But uh, it was just great to have that sort of X-Files dynamic on TV again. <laughs> when I finished watching it, I went online and, and looked for every single interview I could find with the two of them together. Because they're so cute together. Exactly. That's that's mostly it. Like they're they're so fun together, and have such good chemistry. Yeah. You guys should go on Nerd Out Loud together and pick that conversation. <laughs> <up>. <laughs> just let Jeremy know you want to nerd out about Jillian Anderson, and in fact, we can invite uh, Eddie from. Houston. I was just going to say we could. You guys could loop Eddie in. Um, I don't know if you know Eddie uh, in Texas, but she is also a huge. Jillian Anderson fan to the point where at least one of her email addresses uh, is uh, I, I don't want to give her email address out over our show, but <laughs> it it alludes heavily to Jillian Anderson's name. I have a, a giant uh, Dana Scully poster in my bedroom right now, so but that's about as as fanned out as I get, I guess. <laughs> um, I know we need to keep going, and I have some. 10 centric questions for you in the role of Christy. But uh, before we do those, I want to go back to pie for a second <laughs> because <laughs> that's all you want to talk about is pie kind of uh, <laughs> in the same line as Meredith asking, you know, do you bake at home? Do you spend all day baking? And then do you come home and keep baking? I'm curious what your favorite desserts are because I feel like, do you get burned out on pie just in general? Cause I think I could eat pie crust until I die, which would not be very long from now if only ate pie crust. Yeah, somewhere around uh, after the holidays, it's it's like if I see another pie crust, if I have to touch another pie crust, um, I'm going to lose my mind. <laughs> uh, you know, after doing Thanksgiving pies and then Christmas pies. But um, yeah, usually that's the one thing I can come back to and, it, and it's, uh, it's still fun and it's still good. Okay. Um, other than that, um, I really like making biscuits. I'm into biscuits right now. I have I get such a phases. hard time making biscuits. I always over stir them. Yes. You, you have to really not touch them that much is the key. Yeah. And that just seems wrong to me. Cause it's like, well, there's big, <laughs> huge chunks of stuff. I have to mix it up and then they turn out <laughs> like rocks. Right. It's kind of like you have to toss the things together and when it looks like they're barely together, that's when they're ready. Yeah, I have a hard time with that. All right. Now we can officially tag this episode Biscuit Tips. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the complication for me, like I said earlier, is that I don't love overly sweet desserts. So I really like fruit pies because I like the natural sweetness of fruit and a little bit of sugar. Um, but when I was trying to think earlier, knowing we were going to be talking about this, or at least hoping we'd be talking about this, I was trying to think of my favorite dessert uh, and I think it's a clafoodie, which I don't know why people don't make more often because it's basically pancake batter and fruit. I've never heard of that before. I don't think I know either. I've stumped the pastry chef on oh, clafoodie. It's French, C L A F O U T I S. Okay. Um, and it's um, it's almost like it's somewhere between the consistency of like a light pancake crepe batter or a shoe batter, poured into a pan of fruit, traditionally cherries. That uh, looks pitted delicious. fresh cherries and then baked. Oh, okay, okay. Um, and if you have it, you should wow your pie shop with. Clif- I mean, it's it's a bit of a cheat because there's no crust. <laughs> it looks like it'd be pretty easy to make. Yeah, yeah, it is. Except um, 
Except for putting all the cherries. I mean, if you're willing to put the time in for that. Um, or you could just use a fruit that doesn't have pits, but... I'm seeing one that have ba- that's made of like blackberries and raspberries. That would yep. be easier. So there you go. A little mm. sour from berries. Not too heavy. Yeah, that sounds really okay. good. I'm yeah. also not super into sh- very sugary things. Um, so that sounds something like something I would actually eat if I ordered <laughs> it at a restaurant, which I, I barely ever order dessert. Not even birthday cake on my birthday. Nothing like that. Is that just because <laughs> you will probably be disappointed? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, it's hard when people are like, oh, I made this thing. Like, please try it. What do you think? Give me your honest opinion. And it's just, or, you like, know, let's go to this place. They have the best dessert. You'll love it. Um, even you'll love it. And then uh, it's 99% disappointing. <laughs> <laughs> That's how my that's how Duff feels about um, Italian food. We don't ever ever go out to Italian food because his dad lives in Tuscany, and once you've had Italian food in Italy, the rest is all ruined. And he's like, oh, I can make better Italian food than this. Yeah, this is why I never order podcasts about other podcasts when I go out. <laughs> Good point. Because I feel like we've really set the bar high. <laughs> uh, let's ask you some questions about your tendom. Bridget. All right. Um, and these are questions that I imagine you're familiar with because you've listened to our show. Uh, first, tell us, how did you find TBTL? Um, I found TBTL through Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me, which I think a lot of people also did, and um, listened to that and uh, just found a random episode and started listening to it and uh, haven't stopped listening since. All right, then. Do you know... Um, about when that was? Do you have any idea? I have. I don't know exactly which one it was, but I know it was somewhere around October of 2008. Oh, so that's way that's back. Pretty in, early. I'm trying to remember when, in the grand scheme of things, Luke was still occasionally guest hosting for Peter Sagal. But I think it was around back then. Yeah, it, I think it must have been. And as a Chicago 10, are you also like a bigger weight weight fan? Have you been to the tapings in Chicago? I've never been to a taping. I've I've always wanted to go, and I've been listening for since I was a little kid. Sure. So, um, Chicago tens who are listening, get on this. You've got a ten who's never been to a white weight taping. It sounds like a good outing to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure you're all overdue for a gathering or need an excuse. So, get it together. I wasn't going to ask this, and we can cut it out if you don't want to answer. It's, it's just off the cuff. But uh, how old are you? I'm 25. Okay, so you're in the younger, not really younger group of 10s, but it just, I mean, wait, wait, I don't remember how long it's been on, but you said you've been listening since you were a kid, which is a lot longer than I've been listening to it. Yeah. Were, were you listening when it was still, uh, when it was uh, in studio? Um, I don't remember, but possibly. It was very different, and it was pretty bad back then. <laughs> <laughs> I still sure. listen to it, but I, f- I found it kind of hard to listen to. But I listened to anything on NPR that, at that time. And so that what they used to do is have like Mo Rocca a- in a studio somewhere and then Paula Poundstone in a studio somewhere and then a host elsewhere. So it was all kind of they were all in different places and it wasn't in front of an audience. And I think they almost canceled the show uh, until somebody came up with this idea and it worked out so well. They kept doing it. That's the yeah. lore I heard anyway. That sounds familiar. And my parents have been listening to, they listen, have had NPR on like constantly my entire upbringing. So I'm sure I've heard a lot of iterations of different shows that Mm -hmm. I've been on forever. Um, 
websites that don't get enough attention include Linfam's Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me stat tracker, where you can see who all those early hosts and guests were when it was terrible. Wow. He, <laughs> he even cataloged that stuff. Yeah. Impressive. It goes back pretty far. Uh, so it's worth checking out. Um, uh, Bridget, you already told us how you found the show, and it sounds like you're not entirely sure what your first episode was. Uh, do you have any early memories of TBTL? Um, I do have one. I think this kind of answers the next question, uh, which is the episode that turned me into a 10. Uh, the case closed episode. <laughs> I think you guys have probably played that clip before know. or maybe not. Um, that's definitely one I, that sticks out a lot. That's one that I made everyone I knew listen to. Cause I just thought, <laughs> God, this is so funny. Like you got to listen to this. this is hilarious. And just started saying case closed to any, any small mystery that I had to solve. <laughs> and, uh, that's kind of when I realized, Oh, I'm i I'm kind of alone in this. Like, no one else thinks this is funny, and everyone's asking me to please stop playing this show. Oh, welcome to being a 10. <laughs> and that's when I knew that I was a 10. Yep. Uh, Bruce, formerly of Lake Stevens, until recently of Lake Stevens, came on and talked to us about that way back in April of 2015. So it took me a minute to look that up, oh. because I thought we had talked about it, but it is a classic, and uh, you picked a good one. That one goes back to our sixth episode. <laughs> Wow. One of the most popular history clips, one of the early ones. Um, I still say that to people all the time, and they have no idea what the hell I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, I call it that because we have them at work, and uh, no one else really knows what I'm talking about either. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. They should at least appreciate your pun. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, I wish, yeah. <laughs> uh, so case close, turn you into a 10. Uh have you had any TBTL appearances, any emails read, voicemails, calls in? Um, I had one email read, and it was, um, I, they might have still been a radio show, so it was pretty far back there. Um, someone wrote in, a listener, uh, talking about they were pregnant, and their, they had a dream that their husband named their baby some name they hadn't agreed on, and uh, whether or not she had the right to be angry at him in real life. <laughs> and, so, uh, and so i wrote in because that's actually exactly what happened when i was born oh my really? dad what <laughs> yeah my dad named me a, a a name that my parents had not discussed before i was born really uh, bridget yes <laughs> it was and, but your mom just let that fly uh it was already on the paperwork so uh, i guess wow you know <laughs> do you have any siblings i don't i'm an only child and so your mother was never able to get her revenge. Nope. Uh, she gave the dogs weird names, so I guess that's <laughs> that's kind of what, it. What did they discuss? Do you know what you would have been named? I was supposed to be uh, Gabriella. Well, that's pretty. Yeah. But Bridget is good, too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He didn't give you a, a bad name. No. See, my dad wanted to name me Mercedes. <laughs> And my mom wanted to name me Mary, so they compromised. Oh, well, that worked out. Because Mercedes is crazy, and Mary is kind of boring. So, Meredith in the middle. Yeah, Meredith is a nice balance between a biblical name, a really, really biblical name, and a stripper a name. A stripper name. Yep. <laughs> yeah. It's definitely a stripper name. <laughs> uh, I, I may have mentioned this before, but uh, I have 
uh, family in London, Ontario, and for a long time, uh, my great aunt Mary actually uh, lived in a part of London where the zoning was really mixed up, and so there was a motel right at the end of her street, like a block and a half from her house. But it was super seedy, and it was called like the Love Court Inn or Lodge or something. Mm. And all of the rooms were named after different cars. <laughs> uh, but they ran out of impressive cars really quick. If it's named in like, I don't know, the 60s or 70s. Uh, and we stayed there once out of desperation because we got there and there was nowhere else to stay. And it wasn't my idea. I was a kid. But we ended up staying in the Trans Am room. <laughs> <laughs> was the bed frame at least shaped like a race car? No, uh, it was a it was a regular shaped bed, but it was made out of foam, like it was a foam mattress bed, but like not a good foam mattress. We're not talking Casper mattress here. Okay, we're talking like blocko foam. Sink in, get really hot. I slept on the couch in a sleeping bag and refused to touch anything. It's <laughs> probably smart. And there was an in room soaker tub up on a throne. Oh god! Ew. <laughs> So it's a lot of mirrors in that room. Oh no. <laughs> uh anyway, uh we'll wash our eyes and ears of that and uh tell us <laughs> in your words why TBTL matters. <laughs> um oh man, it's gonna take me a second after mirrors. Um <laughs> 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 Um well, I since I've been I've been listening to it since I was sixteen, so it was a pretty formative thing for me. Um, just finding it and having having that thing to listen to every day and getting to know so many personal things about not just the hosts but about the tens and all the guests that have been on and um, having that constant and that community uh, is something I think still really special. That's great. You're just a few years older than Eddie. Right. Yeah. Also that. I hadn't thought of that oh, until yeah. you said that. Yeah. I've kind of grown up with her too. Like the hearing Luke talk about her growing up and then sort of experiencing the same thing, being at the same age range and the things he's worrying about. It, it was really uh, interesting to have that perspective. Yeah. Uh you have managed to answer this question in a unique way, which has gotten really difficult for most guests over the last year and a half. So thank you. Mm -hmm. And a question that we had up recently, do you have a favorite TBTL drop? Um, yeah, I have, I think one that's uh, pretty old. I don't think they've played it in a while, but um, I loved it when it first appeared. Uh, two bros broing it up. <laughs> and I, I took every opportunity to sing that whenever there were two bros uh, in a room that one gets stuck in my head on a loop sometimes. yeah yeah <laughs> um i also use pretty good spoof a lot in my regular speech <laughs> just another thing that nobody else will understand right <laughs> do you have tens in your life who you can talk like this to uh no i have i have a series of budding 11s <laughs> um i uh do yeah tell. but uh no one no one completely converted yet well, that's good evangelism. <laughs> mm -hmm. Anyway, I've planted the seeds. Um, we'll see what happens. <laughs> All right, uh, Meredith, why don't you take us to this tape? 
All right. This is from way, way back, December 1st, 2008. It's the third hour of the show. And it begins with an email from a listener who objects to Luke using a certain word. So let's listen to that. He's got a radio station in Seattle called TBTO. Give it up for Luke Burbank! Drew came here today to make an important life-changing announcement. So let's everybody stand up for this. It's hour number three of this Monday night edition of TBTL. You know, I always try to get too fancy-dancy with things, just generally in my life. (laughs) But also, with regard to this show, I was trying to uh, dial up a different uh, little audio gem for everybody and make some little edits and make it all pretty. And then I realized the show had begun and I didn't have it ready. So I uh, will just hold that for another night. But you should keep listening because one of these nights <laughs> you'll hear that drop and you'll think, oh, yeah, that was definitely the one he fixed because that sounded amazing. This is the program that's probably too beautiful to live. Oh, you know, <laughs> talk about overselling it, the the letter that uh, I have yet to read. But the reason that I can now no longer say I'm flanked by longtime producer Jen Andrews and Sean DeTore and uh, Robin Turner. It's because somebody sent an email saying they hate it when I say the word flanked. Why? They just hate the word flank. Let me see. Okay. Really quickly. Well, Sean's queuing I, up I don't know that we can make decisions like that. Because if everyone just starts sending us words they don't like, pretty soon we don't have a lot to go on. Amy's her name. Amy from OKC. Strike one, Amy. You're from Oklahoma City, which stole my basketball team. <laughs> Strike two, you're named Amy. Psych, haha, just kidding. Uh, hi, I discovered your show a few months ago after hearing you on a segment of This American Life. I'm now hooked. I download it regularly and love every minute of, every minute of it. Well, that's not entirely true. There is a second or two of each show that is so horrific that it makes my hiney cringe. That is one of the most painful places to cringe. I know I speak from experience. I had a bruised hiney once. When you introduce yourself, Jen and Sean, you almost always do do so by using the word flank. I realize that word is useful, descriptive even, but it is the most excruciatingly unpleasant sounding word in the English language. I know it's silly, it makes no sense, but I would rather hear, hear nails on a chalkboard, microphone feedback, a wailing cat in heat, the dentist drill. She just described last Tuesday's show. In order. How weird is that? Uh... uh I am not so arrogant so to believe you would stop using it for just one neurotic listener. That's to your point, Jennifer. But I am pleading with you. You don't even have to edit it out entirely, but could you cut it down? Anything will help, even just replacing it once. Thanks, Amy from OKC. So I can say joined by. I'll just, you know what I'll do? I'll, I'll Once every week, instead of saying flanked, I'll just say joined by. And that, that will make Amy and OKC happy. Although, of course, talking about it, it's forced me to say the word flanked about 50 times more than I would have. I mean, the thing about it is that we all have words we don't like. I don't what? like the word pluribus. How often does pluribus get used? Well, it's on the money. <sighs> yeah, I feel like it comes up a lot. Why don't you like that word? I don't know. It just it feels like it's somehow related to menstruation. I don't know. It just has a Did weird... Did you just say menstruation? 
That's not even a word. It's, you're, you don't like it because it's related to a word that you, you made up? <laughs> Is menstruation not a word? It's menstruation, right? But you menstruate. Whoa, 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 whoa. Can we get Robin in here? <laughs> I'm as a as a boy. I, What's so funny is that I'm so busy looking up um, synonyms for flank that I'm away from menstruate. But I'm going to get there right now. Menstruate. It's menstruate. It's menstruate. Sorry, Jen. Really? Yeah. What? It's full on menstruate. How have you been alive this long and uh, and menstruating? All, all privacy <laughs> aside, how how long have you been engaging in this? Uh, really, since I was twelve. So well, it's okay. Kind of See, now that's that's a lot of information right there. Is what that is. Menstruate. I what? can't believe I've been saying it wrong my whole life. Are you guys sure? Is this a joke? Well, no. Where I have you? Where in the now, world now, have well, you heard menstruate? Well, because there, well, there's a U in there, so it looks like it could be menstruation, but it's menstruation, right? It's, I've yeah. never heard it pronounced menstruate. There is a letter in there that you could. There is a U in there. You didn't imagine a letter, but no one says menstruate. I'm sure it's something you probably read. Like I said, betrothed don't, for a long time. Don't condescend to me, Robin. No, but I'm sure that's what it was. And yes. how often in everyday speech does, you know, menstruation come up? We try to keep that to a minimum. Yeah, I guess that's true. Now now this is much worse than pluribus. I wish I had just stuck yeah. with pluribus. Yeah. In fact, you know what, Sean, can you turn this... Can you turn this one on? I'll see if I can... Uh, I got it on my laptop here at thedictionary.com. Click on it here. Menstruation. <gasps> Whoa! Oh, thank God. So is everyone else in the world crazy? Oh, I'm so relieved. Hold on, hold on. Let me try this other one. Menstruation. Have you ever... I've, besides you and this creepy voice on this computer... I've have, never heard it menstruate. In my whole life, I've always heard it menstruate. I, but okay, but is that something like you just type in the word and it's going to say it exactly how it's spelled? That's my argument. Because uh, <laughs> is that the computer plenty. and Jen are wrong. <laughs> What's another word that's like that so we can put it to a test? Um, that's like that has a u, a, a, a silent u. No, but just like any letter. Okay, I'm going to try Merriam-Webster. I'm changing dictionaries because <laughs> I don't like the results. <laughs> See, because the problem now, Jen, is that either you're either you're right. Or Robin and I are right. You should try Wednesday. Wednes oh, Wednesday, yeah. Right. Okay, okay, hold on, hold on. This is Merriam-Webster uh, menstruation. Menstruation. Let's see. Here's what it, What does it say? Menstruation. <laughs> I think I misheard that. Let me play that again. <laughs> menstruation. All right, Jen wins. We lose. Oh, I'm so relieved. Wow. Yeah, but at least we won't have people looking at us funny when we say menstruation. <laughs> I don't know how I'm going to go on with my life. <laughs> this is the tables have really turned here. That's that's terrible. All right, one I think time. It's wonderful. One time, really quickly. Ahoy, ahoy! This better not be hot, Greg. Hi, you're on TBTL. Is this the Luke Burbank show? Yes, it is. You're talking to him right now. Okay, I got a I got a a synonym for uh, flanked. Okay. Great. Yeah, let's just Strat keep it moving. What's 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 another word for it? Straddled. Straddled? No. That's worse. That's worse. good. No, that's good. Hey, listen, let me f start by asking you this, and also end by asking you this. What's your name, by the way? <laughs> Matt. Matt, have you ever heard it uh, pronounced <laughs> menstruation? Oh, we're talking about that still? Uh, still. <laughs> I'm, I'm, my, wor my whole world got rocked. 
does how does menstruate what does menstruation have to do with flank? Not, well, we did you you, so you you dialed the show. Oh, and then you turned your radio down. Yeah, I turned it off. Yeah. Oh well, oh. like a good radio caller, you did the exact right thing. But what happened was <laughs> while you were in radio blackout, <laughs> the conversation turned to. Uh, uh, the, the, Jen mentioned another word she doesn't like, uh, and then she said, because it sounds too much like menstruate, and, and I looked at her like, menstru what? And then I got Robin in here, and we both agreed that it's obviously pronounced <laughs> menstruate. And then we went to the dictionary.com. Well, M-E-N-S-T-R-U-A-T-E-D. I know, but doesn't everyone just say menstruate? No. Menstruate. Thank you, Matt. Well, yeah. have fun together, you two. Anyway, anyway. <laughs> Hold on, I gotta... Please. You know what I'm going to do during the next break? I'm going to go on YouTube and find a commercial for Tampax. Because all my knowledge of these lady things is They're from... not going to say menstruate in a commercial. They never do. How do you say heavy flow? How do you pronounce that? <laughs> I feel like everything I know about this stuff is... And the... you have like four sisters, three well, sisters. Thankfully for everyone, this was not a huge topic of conversation between us. <laughs> it was dirty, like... Like your body. It's not Don't dirty. talk it's about wonderful. it. wonderful. <laughs> you know, we I, need to get, on, I, we need to get time... my sister on the phone, my sister the doula. Yes, Because this do. is a major part of her, her job. I'm going to email her during the break also. Whenever um, these kinds of topics would come up in my house, my parents were hippies, and so we always had to endure the, you know, your bodies are beautiful, penises are beautiful, like this whole speech. And so now That's it... how you pronounce it? Penis? <laughs> So now whenever these topics come up, I always can hear my mom in my head saying, it's beautiful. Well, it is. It's a lovely thing. It's part of uh, how our, <laughs> our, our, our ladies' bodies work, and I'm, I'm happy that it works the way it does. But I have never known it to be menstruate. But you're totally right. The computer does not lie, nor does that random caller named Matt. <laughs> wow. Sean, can we go to break early? <laughs> I had a really... It's, it rocks your world. It was like a year ago when I found out I'm a quarter Albanian. You go through life thinking one thing, and then you find out something different. And even though it was not an integral part of your life or your identity, just knowing that something you've always said a certain way, or not thinking you're a quarter Albanian, mm-hmm. that gets thrown on you. And <laughs> All right, we'll take a break. We'll come back, and if I can do it. If I can be strong, Brittany, then we'll do some awesome, not awesome. I can't make any promises, though. Whenever Mr. Knightley rolls over and exposes his genitals, it warms my heart. All right. So you can see why Anne probably should have been on this episode with us, huh? (laughs) (laughs) I was immediately thinking she's going to be really disappointed not to get to talk to another baker unless you have um, uh, like rivalry issues with one another. Oh, no, I, I don't think so. No, I don't think no. so either. Okay, I need to take a poll. Is it menstruation or menstruation? Menstruation. Bobby? Okay. Am I allowed to vote? Yes. <laughs> uh, honestly, I've, I've, I don't want to say always heard it because it's not like I've tallied every time I've heard it. I want to say menstruation sounds what? like the natural choice. What? <laughs> I know. See, I thought this conversation was crazy, too. Like, how could you not have heard it as menstruation? There's yeah. a you in there. I'd... I agree with you in the context of this clip and thinking about it for the first time ever. <laughs> uh, uh, it, this has never been an issue for me before, so I've, I've never had an extended conversation about it, really. I mean, I'm not I don't live in a uh, bubble 
you know. Well, but you don't have up. much reason to discuss it and use such a technical term, I suppose, right? Right, exactly. So my mom um, was a nurse. And so when I was really, really young, I probably three or four, she started talking to us about this, probably because we asked. Um, and so I understood all of like ovulation and how periods worked and all that stuff really, really early. And I'm sure she used menstruation because that's how I always heard it and said it. Yeah, see, I, I never had to have those conversations or, or actively caused those conversations. I will say once when I was a kid, uh, boy, this is a story I never thought I'd tell, but once when I was a kid, I did find a package of maxi pads. Because I grew up in a house of women. I was the only boy. I lived with my mother and my grandmother intermittently growing up. Um, and I peeled the... Um, paper off of them and stuck like 20 of them together (laughs) (laughs) and my mom found me and i mean i was what 14 or 15 at the time so i had no idea that old oh my god i I was no i was (laughs) i was preschool age probably or younger uh now that was a joke I got it. But so when you were having a serious conversation about this with your mother at age four, I was rummaging around looking for things to play with under the bathroom sink. Well, there were still gaps in my knowledge. So my mom has always been a big bulk shopper. And so she would go, I think we only had a Sam's Club in those days. So she would go to Sam's Club and get like a 96 pack of tampons. And I knew what a period was, but I didn't understand that it was several days long. I thought it's a period. It's one little dot. Right. And so she had 96 of these things. And I thought you only needed one a month. I was like, this is going to last forever. This, bu- Why did she keep buying them? So there were some serious gaps. And I also didn't understand that sex was required to make a baby. So there were, you know, there were a few things that that I had to wait to figure out. Well, yeah, uh, you got there eventually. Yeah, eventually. Right? Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know what to add to this. Other than <laughs> Uh, it's, I mean, I'm not a shy person. That's not the part that it just listening to them go back and forth made me realize it, is it 50, 50? Like, that's what I wonder. We need a broader poll. Yeah. Well, I was really surprised that Robin said menstruate. Me too. That blew my mind that she, that I had never considered it to be pronounced like that. No, and she was neither. like, nope, you're wrong. I, <laughs> she, she was very convinced that that's an, uh, my favorite part is when Jen is uh, saying, I'm so relieved <laughs> <laughs> that I wasn't wrong. <laughs> yeah. Uh, is this uh, is this just geographical somehow? Is this the creek versus crick of the lady parts world? It might be. Maybe we should put a poll up on our site or something. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is what we want to live around this week. <laughs> I liked Luke's question. How do you say heavy flow? (laughs) (laughs) Now, so this whole conversation started because Jen doesn't like the sound of the word pluribus. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Right. Right? And and I think it's kind of gross sounding, although I can't put my finger on it. It doesn't bring up any sort of uh, memory of menstruation, menstruation for me at all. Like that. I don't see that association. It sounds kind of like pubis, I guess. I think that's I that might be it. That's the connection. Yeah, I don't. It has that gross uh, P starting right. sound, yeah. though. Just like, yeah. I mean, Meredith, you and I both wrote some words down, and I started writing mine before looking at your list, and we both wrote phlegm. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. And is that word gross, though, because it's a gross word or because phlegm is gross? I mean, there's no context under which phlegm is a good thing. I do believe they've tried to study this. And by they, I mean the scientists of which you are one. Hmm. Uh, and I don't I think it's impossible to control for that because you would have to find a group of people who have never heard the word phlegm, but have a strong enough grasp of English to to to, to you know, participate in the study. Right. You mentioned to me before the show, and this is probably a surprise, but uh, Bridget, you saw our lists. Do you have any words that trigger you the way uh, pluribus triggers Jen? Um, well, similar with the PL sound, plethora really bothers me as a word. Really? Uh, plethora? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it doesn't have any like implications, and it doesn't make uh, me think of anything in particular. I just don't like the sound of it. Um, and that one is nowhere near, you know, medical e or no. gross on its own accord. So that's interesting control for phlegm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Christy, I know, has a P word that she hates. And I'm not going <laughs> to say it because I know she's listening right now. <laughs> I also hate that word, Christy. Yeah, I do too. All right. That's good. I think everyone should. It's, uh, <laughs> it's a trigger word for a lot of creepy stuff. Mm-hmm. Um. I actually wrote Clifudi on my list, not because it's a bad word, just because it sounds funny. <laughs> it's kind of a but, cool word. Yeah, but this conversation got me thinking about um, a word that is associated with female anatomy and also a story from Boy Scout camp for me. Go on. <laughs> when I was a Boy Scout camp counselor for a couple of years, a couple of summers, um, there's a classic Boy Scout prank, and that is to send an unwitting younger, usually, or just dim-witted scout off looking for something that doesn't exist. And one of these things often is a left-handed smoke shifter. <laughs> you tell him to find a left-handed smoke shifter, you send him somewhere for it. Anyone who knows what's going on understands that it's a joke, and so you'll go to the mess hall and say, I'm looking for a left-handed smoke shifter. And they'll say, we don't have one. Go check the quartermaster's Aww. office. And you'll go see the quartermaster, and the quartermaster will say, go check with the head counselor or whatever, and you'll bounce them around. <laughs> and a kid one week got bounced around and got sent to the to the medical lodge, the first aid lodge. And we had a doctor on staff who was there. Uh, and apparently had been misshipped some medical supplies that he didn't order. And so when the kid asked for a left-handed smoke shifter, and he had been running around all day looking for one, uh, the doctor thought that he would uh, send a little present back for this kid's scoutmasters as sort of a, you really worked this kid too hard. Let's turn this around. Mm-hmm. He handed the kid a plastic specula. Oh, no. <gasps> oh, no. That's also a gross word. Yes. Yep. Because apparently a case of them had been sent to the Boy Scout camp. <laughs> oh, that's the worst place to send a package of speculums. Oh. They would never the, need those. And the kid took it back to his camp. Oh, no. <laughs> kind of, you know, apparently, allegedly holding it sort of in the fashion of a toy gun. Right, right. Yeah. And uh, uh, everybody... I think except that Scoutmaster, that original first Scoutmaster, got a pretty good laugh. <laughs> uh, so I'm putting Speculum on the list. Awesome. My other one was curd, which th- that yeah. has some medical implications, but also baking ones. And, yeah. and like lemon curd always sounds terrible. I think of lemon curd. 
But I also hate making lemon curd, so <laughs> maybe because of the word, it, it might be that, honestly. Yeah, it sounds terrible. And and flan is another one Because it's like. close to phlegm. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Yeah. Um, when I was working coffee in my high school days, people would want weird flavors in their lattes. And someone would order like a citrusy fruit shot, like just a flavor syrup shot in their latte. And it would almost always curdle instantly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because those <laughs> are so, too acidic or something, right? Right. It- and so curdle, curd and curdle. Ugh, yeah. yeah. And, and I can't, I don't even drink milk drinks, but oh, curdle. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I did like that Robin said that, uh, I think she was just trying to help, uh, make Jen feel better when she said she pronounced it betrothed. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. <laughs> Cause she's saying, Oh, you probably just read it in a book. It's okay. <laughs> Cause right. we've all had those words that we have read, but never heard out loud. And then the first time you, you say it, you say it wrong. Sure. I did that with, um, biopic. I thought it was biopic. Biopic. Yeah, I've heard that many times from many people. I have too. Uh, and then Jen just saying, it's not dirty, it's beautiful. <laughs> uh, and the penises. <laughs> yeah. Penis are beautiful. What do you think about the caller who suggested straddled instead of flanked? No. <laughs> There's no way straddled is so much That's worse. That's so much worse. <laughs> what about like joined by... You get straddled and I think mounted. Yeah, like a horse <laughs> yeah. or something else. I I just love that he that he says, "Oh, we're still talking about that." Or, or <laughs> yeah. yeah, and then they had to bring him up to speed because he was a good radio guest and turned his radio off. Right. He, he agrees. Say, he agrees it, that it's menstruate. Is this the Luke Burbank show? <laughs> <laughs> I guess TBTL was pretty new, but. Is this the too beautiful to be heard? <laughs> uh, and if there's nothing else, I did appreciate that this segment ended with the Mr. Knightley's genitals trial. Yes. <laughs> Very appropriate. Yeah. I don't know if you guys kept listening, but before they go into Awesome Not Awesome after the break, um, I think Luke says it's the mummy who didn't know what the RAR drop was. Oh, Yeah. But then he doesn't explain what the rarity is. <laughs> good luck, mommy. Figure it out. Yeah. Uh, no, a good episode, though. I just wanted to mm-hmm. keep listening. It was great to hear a, an awesome, not awesome in the wild, just letting it roll after. Yeah, yeah. And if you guys want to go listen to it, you have to go to archive.org because the third hour of all these old shows was lost to history. Yeah, we'll put the link in the show notes. Uh, anything else, ladies? I don't think so, yeah. Well, we managed to make it through this without me turning too red. So thank you. (laughs) Uh, Just a little bit of housekeeping. Um, We are pushing toward archiving to the point where we need people to start archiving current episodes of TBTL. If you're interested, shoot us an email at littleredbandwagon at gmail.com. Talk to Christy. We'll get you hooked up. We'd be glad to have you. And as always, stickers still available, littleredbandwagon.com. I think we can leave the housekeeping there. We don't need to get too complicated tonight. Um, Meredith, do you want to tell us how to get involved? If you want to get involved with the show as a guest, you can visit us on our website at littleredbandwagon.com. You can see us on Facebook, the Stens page, or our page. Our show Twitter is at LRB Podcast. You can send us an email at littleredbandwagon at gmail.com. You can send us a voicemail or a text at 802-432-TBTL. That's 802-432-8285. 
And uh, Bridget, if people are looking for pie tips or more biscuit tips or anything else, is there a good way for them to find you? Facebook is good. And then also my Instagram has a lot of pictures of pie and also puppies. (laughs) Pies and puppies? You just hit our core demographics. (laughs) Between those two things, 100% of Little Red Bandwagon listeners <laughs> want to is... go see your Instagram now. Yeah, what's the handle? So it's Bridgie Smalls. It's B-R-I-G-I-E Smalls. That's a Clever. great name. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going there now. No, I think I mistyped that because I see a picture of a black boxer with no pictures. <laughs> and I found followers. her. Andrew follows you. Oh, yeah. Ah. That was an exciting day. Nice. <laughs> okay instagram it is uh and with that uh why don't i get a sunny all right (laughs) until next time this is the next party we love you jen nailed it do you know if there's a good way to mail pie (laughs) <laughs> um, there, there isn't really a great way. Um, All right, I guess I have to fly to Chicago and eat the pie, and mm-hmm. then fly yes, back. you can bring it on a plane. Uh, sometimes they'll be nice to you about it, and sometimes they won't. But it doesn't count as a liquid. No, <laughs> I think it depends on the pie.